0: Hey, what's going on, Conversation family? My name is Elijah. And I'm Josh. And listen, if you are looking for a place to advertise for your company or brand, the Conversation Podcast is the perfect place for you. So DM us at post.conversation for more information. We'll see you there. going on family my name is elijah mccutcheon greetings ladies and gentlemen likers and lovers hopeless and hopeful romantic bachelorettes and bachelors to the rapture good people welcome to part two of the conversation with josh and elijah i'm elijah I'm Josh. And this is The Conversation with Josh and Elijah. My guy, you ready to talk? I'm ready. Let's Your ears it.
1: open? Ears wide open, bro.
0: How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. It's a good day. You know what I forgot
1: to mention? Like, the pa- all the past episodes... What? It's July right now. Uh-huh. So, it's acceptable to play Christmas music. It's Christmas in July.
0: Don't do it. Now most people most
1: people will be watching this episode in August or listening in August or another month. But today, as we're recording, it's July. So you can listen to Christmas music. It's Christmas in July, baby. Go for it.
0: Don't don't. Bro, one of my pet peeves that
1: I have is people playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I'm like, that's disrespectful to the holiday. Okay? If it's not Black Friday, you should not be playing nothing Mariah Carey, okay? I don't want to hear anything Bing Crosby. I don't even want to hear Destiny's Child's Christmas album. Thanksgiving. Play, play music about thankfulness. Don't rush it. Don't give me Christmas music before Christmas. But when it's July, I'll go for it.
0: So you're already started about pet peeves. Wow. Okay, Josh, since you wanted to talk about pet peeves, what are your pet peeves of a relationship? So, so, and, and in case you forgot, this is part 99 of Relationship <laughs> Goals. I'm your pastor, Mike Todd. Stop, stop. <laughs> Welcome to season 77, episode 99. We're going for 100 today, baby. That is really how Mike Todd be doing it. He'd be like, yo, this is it's episode. Like, it's
1: like part 12, not part 99. That's disrespectful.
0: <laughs> don't, don't diss the man of God. I'm not dissing the man of God. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like. 99. How many parts can you have in the series? As many as the Lord our God shall call, I Exactly, guess. exactly, until we run out of
1: content. So, yeah, this is part two, bro. Part yes, two of part two. our conversation on relationships. Yes. All right, let's, let's go back and forth. I'll do a pet peeve, you do, you do a pet peeve. All right, all right. Top three pet peeves of relationships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's kind of reminiscent of episode one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number one for me, telling everybody your business. Okay? There's a difference between a private relationship and a secret relationship. Ah. If it's a secret relationship, people don't even know y'all together. Okay. Maybe you're ashamed to be together. Maybe you're afraid of what people will say if they find out you are together. But a private relationship means... People know you're together. The public knows you're together. But they don't need to know all the intricacies of y'all's relationship. If I ask you how you and your boo are doing, and you tell me, that means you trust me. I'm in your inner circle. But not everybody can be in the inner circle, okay? Not everybody needs to know that y'all had an argument yesterday. Not everybody needs to know that y'all went to X amount of restaurants last week. Not everybody needs to know all y'all's business.
0: Josh, you sound very... Very, I'm passionate about this topic. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm I'm passionate about the Lord. You know, I'm I'm just a passionate person mm-hmm. in general.
0: That's that's a good way to that's a cute way to but put yeah. it. It's none of your business. It's okay. none of your business. So for me, number one is over communication. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. I text you. I say, "Yo, today's gonna be a busy day." I say, "I'm not gonna be on my phone that much." You text me, "Hey, hey, hey, hey." What you doing? 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 Mm. Forty times. And then you're mad at me for not texting back after I told you today is going to be a busy day. That's that's too much. I don't want to. No, don't do that. That's a, that's that's what. No, that's that's a, that's annoying.
1: He said, "This is what we not going to do."
0: This no. And then if we have a conversation about it, and then you do it again, definitely no. That's that's gonna. No, I might end it.
1: <laughs> I, I'm annoyed for you, bro. <laughs> He said it's cut. Go with number two, Josh. It's cut. Number two, bashing your own relationship or expecting it to fail.
0: Man. This Talk is, about that, doc. This is
1: when y'all get together and one person in the relationship says, you know, I didn't even think they would like me. You know, I didn't expect them to like me. You know, a lot of people don't really like me. I, I didn't even think this was going to work. Like, I, I just, every day is a blessing because, you know, we might break up tomorrow. Let's just, let's just enjoy now. Are you are you confident in your own relationship? Do, do you believe in it? Obviously not. Because some people bash themselves and are surprised when somebody's actually interested in them. And I think that's a heart issue, man. That might be a self-esteem issue. Don't bash yourself. Don't bash your own relationship. You, ev- I think every couple ought to believe they are the baddest couple on the planet. Every couple ought to believe they are a power couple. Don't bash your own relationship because if you got a thousand people rooting for you, but you're not rooting for yourself, that relationship can still fail. Mm -hmm. The most important and prevalent cheerleaders in your relationship are y'all. So don't bash your own relationship. I
0: need you to believe in it. Don't expect it to fail. Expect it to last. Okay. My next number two is high expectations before a conversation. Mm. So if you have these expectations of what you want a boyfriend to be like and all the type of stuff and we haven't talked about it and then you get mad at me for not meeting it i'm like i miss i missed the meeting where we said yo i expect you to know my starbucks order Ooh. by week three see i did get mad at me because i don't know that you like a um venti size caramel macchiato low fat side of milk with a side of rice <laughs> side to put inside when i feel like it like i'm sorry <laughs> Communicate. Yeah. That kind of ties into communication, for it real. Does. It does. Just what's, what's your... What's your... Oh, wait. This is your last one. My last what's, one. What's Number three. Last pet peeve? You ready for this one, bro? Don't get me in trouble.
1: Talking about exes. Ooh. Look at your neighbor and say, be present. Be present. Okay. Ah. Now, if you have been in a past relationship and you are engaging in a new relationship, there is some pertinent information that you should choose to trust your partner with. You may talk about a past hurt that you have because it affects the way that you look at men or look at women now. You might want to talk about the fact that um, they don't have to worry about your ex. Maybe you still see them. Maybe you go to school with them. Maybe you go to church with them. Mm -hmm. But your new lover, your current boo, that you should hopefully expect to be your last boo,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. does not need to know about all the places that y'all went together and what used to be y'all's song and y'all's favorite memory because that's dishonoring to them. It's annoying. It's annoying. Yes. Lecrae has a song called Runners, and in the song he says, my next girl would eventually be my ex-girl. Like, the girl I was talking to would eventually become the girl that I used to talk to and just cycle and cycle through. Mm-hmm. But every relationship that you're in, treat it like it's your only relationship. I, I, don't, I don't need to know about your exes. And okay. I, I don't think it's respectful to them either because it can be a form of gossiping. Ooh. So unless mm. it's something that your current partner absolutely needs to know, ex who? Oh,
0: ex who? Okay. That's just my
1: personal take. That's not biblical. That's just my two cents.
0: Okay, okay. I'll throw in my two cents here. So for me, one of my top three pet peeves, and you can hate me if you want to. I'm okay. Jesus loves me. Amen. Try Jesus, not me. Don't try me, (laughs) because I fight. (laughs) Okay. Shout out to Toby and Weigway. Yes, that song is killer. But um, listen, that annoying best friend. That's like, you know, girl, I'm doing it like Michael Michael Todd would do in a series. Girl, you know that boy ain't nothing. And then, you know, you know, he was da 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 And then just always be a negative. That's an annoying best friend to me. Like, if I can't count on you to be, you need best friends around you who are going to be positive. Exactly. In a relationship. Who support you. Because at the end of the day, your relationship is not... It should not be for the temporary. Right. It should be going for the end. Mm-hmm. The end goal, which is a lifetime built with that person. Right. That is the relationship goal. That is the purpose. That is where the relationship should be headed. Uh-huh. And if you have all these negative people who you don't trust. Now, it's different from having negative people who just aren't your wise counsel. If you just have negative people who are just talking negative about everybody those are the people you, you shouldn't be around. But if you have the wise counsel who are telling you, um, brother, brother, um, we're going to need to talk about this um, this young lady that you are trying to uh, court or date. Um, there are some things. The that, haters. The haters. You know, you just got to be careful of who you're listening to. You got to be And we're going we're gonna to get
1: into that. Actually, bro, I'm not, I'm not about to take up a whole lot of time. In fact, this is going to take less than 30 seconds. But you know that's biblical. Minding your own business is biblical. 1 Thessalonians 4.11 says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business mm. and work with your hands, just as we told you. Verse 12, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. So trust wise counsel, seek wise counsel, but you don't let everybody into your space because right. we've got to mind our own business.
0: Mind your business. Come on. Stay out of mind. Hey. Mind your business. Hey. Mind, mind your, your business. business. Hey, glory. Mind your business. Mind your business. Yes. Mind your business. Mm-hmm. Yes. You ruined it. You ruined I it. I'd, I'd, uh, you I'd, ruined I did it. Ruin All right. It was so good. When you're in a relationship, there is a purpose. As Mike Todd would say, there is a goal. Mm-hmm. So Josh, what are relationship goals? And and, and, and more, more importantly, what do you look for or what should you look for in a relationship? Now, this is continuing off of part two. Mm-hmm. This is part two of our What is a Relationship series. Uh, part one, we just talked about the groundwork of a relationship, what to look for, and we got into some... You know, important topics in regards to relationship. We're going to touch a little bit more because we felt like we didn't get into it as much as we should have. There was just so much.
1: It was too much to cover in one episode. Right. So if you're listening right now and you haven't checked out what is a relationship part one, scroll up on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, whatever platform you're listening on and give that a listen.
0: Yes. So, Josh, what, what
1: what are relationship goals? What should you look for in a relationship? One of the things that I look for, and there, there is a list of standards, there are, there are multiple facets, multiple attributes that you should look for in a woman mm. or, or in a man and for y'all's relationship together. Number one, to me, is trust. Trust and honesty. I need someone that I can depend on. And when I say depend on, I don't just mean depending on them to be there for me, to come through for me, to support me, to serve me, to do things for me. But I need someone that I can trust with my honesty, Mm -hmm. someone that I can trust to be my full self. Now, I'm not saying that I should ever lie. God hates lying. The word of God says that the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who are truthful. What I am saying is I need somebody who can see the whole
0: me the full me, man, what I tell you, that is so my goal. And that's why I'm not in one now, because (laughs) (laughs) because everyone sees this, because everyone wears a mask, even though right now, literally, everyone is wearing a mask, but quite honestly, everyone wears a mask. Mm -hmm. And so you want the person to see the whole you, Yes, you know? So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you on that one, Josh. I'm with you on them the desire for them to see you for who you are. Right. And not what other people have told you uh-huh. about
1: them. Exactly. Someone who is not going to judge you based on the opinions of others, but will actually take the time to learn you themselves. Right. Someone who gets to know you. And that's why building a friendship before you build a courtship is so key. Because you can't enter into a relationship with a stranger. Sidebar, some of us do that with Jesus. We enter into a relationship with God based on what our pastors told us or our parents told us, but we never actually prayed ourselves. We never actually opened up our Bible ourselves. And so when the Lord speaks to us, sometimes that voice sounds foreign because we don't recognize it. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. They hear me and know my voice. You got to know who you're getting into a relationship with. You gotta know the full them, you know? Mm -hmm. You gotta be able to take off that mask to reveal a deeper layer of yourself. And that's why trust is so key. But honesty is key too, bro. And before you can be honest with somebody else, you gotta learn how to be honest with yourself. Ask myself, am I insecure about that? Why is it that I keep pushing people away? Why is it that I keep engaging in all of these different relationships all at once? Going out of my way just to be in the company of others. Does that mean that I'm not okay by myself? Right. Is there is there a heart issue? What are my fears? What are my regrets? What are my goals? And why do I think the way I think? You need to have a conversation with yourself, be honest with yourself about what you want and what you need before you can do that with your partner.
0: So for me, I guess. I'm still, and, and the thing is, and, and the thing about this podcast is that we're going to be 100% honest and truthful and transparent. The whole time. The whole time. Elijah, myself, am still. I am still learning what a relationship is. Mm-hmm. As a but, what, you know, it's supposed to look like. Because you have those moments in which you get lonely and or bored. And you're just like, yo, let me just do this real quick. I mean, it's not going to damage anyone, you know, just a little quick entertainment, little, you know. And then I have to correct myself, which is why I'm so thankful for the wise counsel I've surrounded myself with who come in and say, hey, um, yo, let me let me let me redirect you. Let me tell you how you're messing up because, you know, because you're going to endanger someone by you just getting bored and lonely and just want entertainment from someone right. and not a real relationship. Like relationships are no game. Like you cannot joke around with that because again okay. you're playing with someone's heart, exactly. someone's emotions, and someone's feelings. So for me, I I think I've been learning about relationships because have I been in a couple? Yes, but did I handle them correctly? No, mm. and because of how I handled them, I may have damaged them. Like can we be real? Like how, Let's be real. how sometimes we go into relationships not really knowing what we're getting ourselves into. And we end up not only damaging that person, but ourselves in, in, in the long run. So I think for me recently, I've been growing into this understanding of what a real relationship is. And I've, I've had to recently catch myself and be like, yo, this isn't, this isn't right. Cause right now I'm only doing this cause I'm bored. Mm. I'm only doing this cause I really want attention. And I know that's crazy to hear. But you got to be honest with yourself. But but you got to be honest with yourself and be like, do I really want to, you know, you know, get to know you and Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff? That's right. Or do I really just need someone to text? I mean, I'm
1: that's real. Keep it real. I'm
0: coming from a true perspective as a man who's growing and learning. Like, honestly, like sometimes you've got to really deal with yourself and be like, okay, I'm doing this because I want attention. Or I'm doing this because I think I'm ready for a relationship. Mm. And a lot of people don't do that. And like we said in the last episode, like, you will hurt people doing that. You yeah. will damage people doing that. And then we get mad when people be like, I'm done with y'all. Y'all ain't nothing. Or, man, I'm going to be staying single for the rest of my life, man. Which is, if you know me, where I am right now. Yep.
1: <laughs> hey, sidebar, sidebar. Stop. Sidebar. Stop. This, is, this is a 20-second story. Stop. Elijah and I went out for coffee with a brother of ours, a man of God that we look up to yes. and we are serving with at our church. And he's a mighty man of God who's married with not one but two children. He's Lord a role bless model. Him.
0: Lord bless And him. he
1: was talking about courtship and marriage. And Elijah, <laughs> Elijah nearly got up and walked away. He said, Mm-mm, nope, <laughs> don't let that rub off on me. I'm not ever getting married. So, again, I want to say, Elijah's future wife, if you're out there, Listen. if you're listening. It is my pleasure to be your future brother-in-law, no, and I'm listen. so glad that you proved Elijah wrong. God bless you.
0: No, okay. First of all, let's let's not let's not do that. But I mean, I'm I'm learning because I'm in a damaged state because of because of culture, and then also what I've struggled with personally. So, like as I'm working and growing out of that. When you drop something, it's always easy to pick something up that was different and is kind of similar to what you were struggling with. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was my, i am um, just go ahead and say it, my struggle with pornography for years.
1: Let's talk about and it. And then
0: dropping that and then kind of wondering like, yo, um, do I want to pick up this relationship while I'm damaged? Mm don't want to damage people while being damaged like killing me i'm sorry y'all not gonna like me y'all not gonna love me and that's fine but after hearing mike todd sermon the compromise of porn on his relationship goes reloaded series like it reminded me not only that I'm not the only one who struggled with that, but also that it's a common thing. Yes. And so, like this episode, primarily while we're talking about relationship, is going to talk about the sexual purity part. Yes. And like
1: we need to talk about it.
0: It's a struggle that so many people go through, and like I wish, I wish someone would have sat down and told us when we were watching VeggieTales. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Like while we were in middle school learning about our bodies from other people, like I wish we would have had that God perspective that came in and was like, yo, let me have this conversation with you. Let me talk with you. And let's go over this. Let's go over these pieces and have this real conversation, you know, and and like as I've grown, I've realized like a relationship is so important. It's so It's God's design for you, Elijah. Yeah. It's
1: God's design for us. Yes. And because he designed us to be in relationships with others, we need to know how to do that. Right. Because when God created man and woman, when he created humanity, he gave us freedom, freedom to make a choice. Right. That means in every decision we make, we can either be harming the people of God or helping the people of God. Man. Okay. There is a neutrality to several mediums. Okay. God designed sex to be good. Mm -hmm. He designed it in the confines of marriage. But because of sin, we pervert it, man. And that's why I'm so glad we are having this conversation on sexual purity and on emotional purity. And on how to honor God with our bodies. Because though God made our bodies to glorify him, we can use them to dishonor him and to harm his people. But Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, flee youthful passions, yeah. a.k.a. run away from sexual immorality. Sprint away from it. Usain boat away from it, Man. okay? Yep. And pursue instead righteousness, mm-hmm. faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So what Paul is saying here is A, run away from sexual immorality. This is what you need to abstain from. This is the enemy that can damage your heart, mm, that yeah. can jeopardize your relationship with your heavenly father. Right. But I'm not just going to tell you what not to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. Right. While you're running away from sexual immorality, I need you to be running toward faith, love, and peace. Mm,
0: yeah. But
1: here's the key, bro. You can't do that by yourself.
0: Josh, I was literally about to talk about that. Like. Um, like it, it's it's hard to battle like and the thing is like everyone has their thing where they're like struggling with to become better with like Paul um, he even says there's a thorn in my flesh and God won't take it away
1: and I pleaded with him
0: <laughs> multiple times it's like Lord I just need you You know I know you gave me all this power to shake off snakes to do all of this but I just need you to take this little thorn out my flesh And we'd be good. And he's like, no, my grace is sufficient for this. Mm. Stop asking me about it. I got you. I got you. I will be with you because you're turning to me to help you with it. Mm. A lot of the time, you know, um, we struggle with things and it's not really our struggle to carry. Yeah, Like we try to recover. We try to get better at things and we try to do it on our own. But it's not until we lean and depend on God to help us carry it that we begin to become better. Yes. Like, until you have that conversation with someone and say, yo, I am struggling with this. Like, whether it's pornography, whether it's sex in general, whatever it is, when it comes to purity, it's like until you have that conversation with someone you trust and you know you're always going to be stuck right there. Uh-huh. And so it's important. It's vital. It's like imperative that you have someone that you can trust. Josh, find that scripture about accountability real quick. There's um, a passage about confess your sins to others. Yes, I think it's in James or something like that. Yeah, I think it's James 3. Yeah, and so you've got to have people with you that you know will help keep you accountable. Because with with. Life in general, like, there's always going to be struggles. And with relationships, it is extremely important that you have those people there that you can count on to be there with you, Mm -hmm. to help you grow and to learn on how to get through. And it's not until you have those conversations that you'll consistently be stuck there. Like, for me, I was stuck forever, it felt like. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I went to someone and was like, yo, I'm struggling with this. Uh-huh. I am not doing good on my own. And they're like, yo, you need to turn to God, one. And then also, you need to let me know whenever you're having those feelings or, or, or you just need to reset and just let's have a conversation about it and let's turn to the Father and let's let's, let's turn to the Father and let's, pray. Let's turn to the Father and pray and let's let's thank Him not only. Because one, you have the heart to want to be better. Uh-huh. That's the big thing. And two, like, you know where you're supposed to be. Like a big thing is we sometimes, when it comes to sex, like we're, we're, um, we've gotten a taste of it or a sneak peek or what have you. And we're like, yo, um, this feels good. I like it. I like it a lot. Let me stay here and rest. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that it's actually being damaged. It's damaging our hearts and our minds and our souls. And until we be, can become accountable and understand that, yo, we need God. Because the thing is, like with certain things, you're not going to heal from it or become better until you know that it's a problem. Exactly. If you don't know it's a problem, why would you fix it? Why? Why would you correct it? Why? But
1: that's why I am so grateful for the men and women of God in my life. The yeah. people that God has given me mm-hmm. who pray over me. I found that verse you were referencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's James chapter 5. I said 3 okay. It's 5. Verse 15 mm-hmm. says, is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayers of the righteous, the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. So that means... If you are sick, it doesn't just mean if you're sick in your body, mm-hmm. as in I have a disease. Say
0: that, Josh. But it could be say a that. heart
1: issue, okay? Mm-hmm. It could be a mind issue, okay? If I'm sick, if I'm struggling, if I'm ailing, I can. Yes, I can call on Jesus. But thank God that He has given me people who will pray with me. Because here's the thing, bro. Um, I actually, I actually heard a friend of mine say this: the more you don't pray the more you won't pray. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever been here, bro. You ever been so sick, so tired, so hurt that you know you need to pray, but you don't even want to pray. Yep. You're like, I don't even know if it's going to work. When you get down so low, when you get down to the point that you don't even want to pray and you don't even want to run to the cross yourself, thank God for the people who will carry you there. When you're sitting in sin and you want to be in sin, because here's the thing, bro. Sin feels good. Sin is comfortable. If it wasn't comfortable, nobody would do it. Right. But when you're stuck in sin and you're actually enjoying living in the world, thank God for the people who will lift you up out of that seat of sin and carry you, drag you to the cross. Even if you don't want to be there yourself, now, ultimately, you have to make the decision to repent yourself, mm-hmm. but thank God for the people who spur you into making that decision right. bro, because you can't do it by yourself
0: and and um in particular, like it's 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 hard to really admit that because I'm just being real from experience, like sometimes it's hard to admit that you can't do it mm-hmm. or that this is not that big of an issue. Like, God doesn't have time for my my little, you know, squirsions and little relationships, a little, you know, pop, lock, and drop it. Do you feel me? My little one-night hookups. He doesn't have time to worry about that. Mm. And it's like, I'm good, you know? And then you realize, after talking to someone about it, you're like, yo, God still has time for me. God still wants me to be better than how... I'm coming off than how I am perceived and how I am talking, yeah. than how I am living. He still wants me to be better. And so God will take the time to spend time with you and to really be there. But like in relationships, there's a communication thing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, like um, high expectations without a conversation, like if we don't have the conversation with the Father, We've got all these high expectations, but we're not talking to him. Exactly. We're not saying, Lord, I want to be this. I want to do that. I want this, but I'm not talking to him. Mm. I'm tweeting saying, Lord, I want me a girl that's going to watch football games with me. I saw that on your story, bro. Don't talk about that. But <laughs> listen, like we want to be like, yo, I, I, need, I need someone who's going to who gonna learn how to cook with me. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And still ain't went to prayer. Bruh. Lord, I need a blessing right now. Still ain't went to prayer. You shared on Facebook what you want God to do, but you ain't actually told the Lord Mm. what you want to do. And in relationships, we do that all the time. We tell our best friends. We tell our buddies. Sometimes we even tell church leaders. Oh, I'll tell my
1: pastor. I'll tell somebody that I trust, somebody who's a spiritual leader, but we won't tell the spiritual father.
0: Man, and you'll tell everybody else except your spouse. (sighs) You'll tell everybody else. You'll be like, man, she ain't even trying to hear me because you're not talking to (laughs) her. Say that a lot. Like you haven't had a conversation with them. It's not fair. And then we get mad at each other because one person's not communicating and the other person has these high expectations. But I can't compete with your expectations if you haven't told me what you're expecting. Mm. I can't compete with your expectations if you haven't told me
1: what you're expecting. If I don't know, I can't grow. That was good.
0: I mean, and we expect this so much out of people. And then we turn around and expect it out of God. And God's like, you have all this, but you haven't said anything to me. Here's my, here's my key point right here. This is what I'm all saying. You can't really have a successful And beneficial relationship with other people until you have worked and tried to mend that relationship with you and the father. Right, because that's your first example of what a relationship looks like. Uh That's your first, um, that's your first run at a relationship. Yeah,
1: because it's the most important relationship.
0: Right, you learn how to communicate. You learn how to spend time. Uh You learn when not to be annoying. I'm sorry. I just wanted and to throw that in I there because some people rude. are annoying. We but keep it 100 on the show. Like you're learning. You're singing and you're growing in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's what you should be doing with your relationship with people on the earth. That's right.
1: Because it is not until you have I'm not saying you master it because we we will not have a perfect relationship with the Father until we are made pure. So right. that won't happen in this life. But think of it think of it like this, bro. Imagine every relationship you have is like a waterfall, right? You you are the water, you are the source, all right. Some of you is poured into your relationship with your parents or your siblings. Some of it is poured into your career, or your relationship with your coworkers, your friends. Some of it is poured into your relationship with your significant other, right? Mm-hmm. But you can only pour in to those relationships. If you got a source, all right? Right. If you got a faucet, right? My dad says it like this. You want to be a fountain, not a drain, okay? Because the thing about a fountain is though it is constantly spurting out water, there's a tube, there's a funnel underneath the surface Mm -hmm. that is channeling that water and bringing Mm -hmm. it back up to the top so it can spout out again. Right. Jesus is the blessing. Jesus is the source. The Bible says in James chapter one, that God, the father of lights is the source of every good and perfect gift. So I'm not going to have any love to give to my girlfriend. I'm not going to have any love to give to my wife. I'm not going to have any love to give to my friends. If I don't have a connection with God who is love,
0: man, talk
1: about And a lot of people. I want to talk about this later. This is actually the last point that I want to make, but I'm going to just touch on it real quick now. I think a lot of people, one, are expecting from others what they should be expecting from God, and two, trying to do God's job for him. Man, you are not enough for your partner. And when I say that, I don't mean you don't meet all the qualifications, all the standards. What I mean is your relationship with your partner is not going to solely satisfy them. Your relationships in life ought to be complementary because they should all point you back to Jesus. And your relationship with him is primary. But a lot of people get that switched. They think, I need my booting. I need all these people around me to make me feel whole. And if I got Jesus too, that's a cherry on top. Mm, But if you got everybody but Jesus, you have nothing. And if you don't have anything but Jesus, you have everything. So he has to be at the center. Yeah. And I think when a lot of people don't put him at the center, they fall into sexual sin. Mm, And I want to make this point. I'm so glad that you brought up the struggle that we have with pornography. And when I say we, I mean people of God. Yeah. But it really is something that is attacking specifically men of God. Oh, yeah. Women struggle with pornography, too. Let's not ignore that. But I believe that the enemy is utilizing the avenue of pornography to distract men of purpose. Oh, yeah. Men of God, prayer warriors, not yeah. just the Joshua's, but the Elijah's, the Moseses, the Aaron's. OK, yeah, the Peter's, the Paul's. There are leaders. There are chain breakers. Mm-hmm. There are future husbands and fathers that are shackled in this cycle of pornography. And if you're listening to this right now and you have struggled or are currently, yeah. and, we, and we use the word struggle a lot, but you're watching porn, okay? Yeah. Let's just be blunt. Jesus wants to break that stronghold. Yep. And I'm not blaming the devil for it. Like, oh, you know, the devil just got you wrapped up and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> no, you have power over porn yep. in the name of Jesus. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think according to the power that is at work in you. You have the power to turn off the screen. So I encourage you to find an accountability partner. There's software you can install on your laptop or on your MacBook or on your cell phone. But just know that it is possible to break out of the shackles of porn and you will in Jesus name. I also want to say this. Your anointing is attractive. The oil on your life is yeah. going to draw people to you. Yep. And I'm not just talking about your future spouse. I'm talking about the people that you will lead to Christ. I'm talking about your coworkers. I'm talking about that dude who's a stranger to you now, but eventually he's going to be the godfather of your children. I'm talking about that girl that is just kind of random to you right now, but eventually your children are going to be calling her auntie. There are people who don't even know Jesus, who are attracted to you because there's something different. And that something different is the Holy Spirit. It's the oil. It's the Holy Spirit that's within you. Yeah, And that is attractive. Don't compromise to live this impure life. Um, KB has a song called Always and Forever that he dedicated to his wife off his second album Tomorrow We Live. And in the song he says, you know, they say the Bad girls ain't no good, and And the good good girls girls ain't ain't no fun. Girl, you ain't either one. Your identity is soaked in the sun. But that good girls ain't no fun stigma, that's real. Ladies, my sisters in Christ, don't you dare give up your sexual purity for a man who just wants you for your body.
0: Say that. If he wants some legs and some thighs, he can go to Popeye's. No, don't go to Popeye's. Go to like churches or KFC. Ah, Popeye's is kind of dry. Anyway,
1: I digress. <laughs> you just ruined it. Um men, do not dare give up your sexual purity for a woman who wants you for her for your body. Right. Your body was made for God. Your body is the Lord's. And I think so many Christians, bro, I don't know if you ever heard this, but I've definitely heard, "Oh, you know, Josh, you that church boy, you know, you're so pure. You're so innocent." No, no, and I I'm took not. that I took that as an insult like Ah, don't call me pure. Like,
0: right. I, I can have fun too. Right. Like, I can, I can, can hang. hang. I can do whatever. I choose not to. You feel me? I'm really out here in these streets. For real, for real. Y'all just don't see me. Like, no, chat Used to do it all the time. But
1: <laughs> we, we feel sometimes like bearing the name of Jesus or bearing the name of a Christ follower is restrictive. Like, it limits us. Man, I would love to go out there and have a good time, but... Ugh i'm christian like it's a condition you know (laughs) like you ever bro? you ever seen those commercials for like uh i don't even know what it's called fibromyalgia pain or something anyway it's some kind of medicine that you take to get over a pain but at the bottom of the screen it's like all the side effects of it yo and then (laughs) and the commercial says but like avoid direct contact with the sun or don't go outside like Don't birth. breathe. Don't if breathe. you
0: breathe <laughs> like, 77 times over, you will die. Like,
1: right. Well, I'm what? getting sicker. I'd rather just have the condition. I'm right. not going to take... say... Sometimes people look at Christianity like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, ah, I I want to go outside, but I'm Christian.
0: Yeah. I want to have a good time, but, but I'm Christian. <laughs> like, no, that's not how it is. But uh, to your earlier point of... um. You know the whole sexual purity thing. It, it's a runaway, and then Paul says, "If you know, if you feel, you know, it's better to marry than to burn in lust." Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of people take that verse, and 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 they get married after dating someone for six or seven months, because they're like, "No shade, no shade, no shade, no shade." And they're like, "Yo, I need to get married real quick." And there's nothing wrong with that, but certain people. The one thing that I kind of dislike about being a believer and in relationships is it's kind of becoming a expectation to get married quick. Uh. Now, this is me. This is my personal opinion. I'm not knocking anybody. If the Lord has told you to get married, that's cool. But as of right now in 2020. I don't know if I would be there to immediately marry someone after being together for seven months. Yeah. And it's OK if you see your friends who are dating and they're dating for a year, or two, or three, until they get married.: Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly. It fine. is. And I think sometimes
1: we look at long courtships as immature or mm. ungodly. Because there, this happens in the world. This doesn't happen in the kingdom. Well, it shouldn't happen in the kingdom. But you get complacent. Like why? Oh, bruh, bruh. I got I gotta reference some lyrics. There's a song called "Free" by the Cross Movement. Mm-hmm. And the ambassador, who's the leader of the Cross Movement, says in a song, in a verse that's talking about dating relationships. Really, it's the perception of a woman he's talking mm-hmm. about. He says in reference to long dating or just settling in dating viewing dating as the destination and not marriage he says you know that that's been a trend why would he get a wife when he can just get a friend
0: right
1: oh but if you already giving me all the wifey benefits and privileges why do I need to put a ring on your finger you know we good we just going to shack up we going to live together i'm gonna call you Did you bae. just say shack up shack up bro. how old are you 70 Oh, people don't say shock up no more? Oh, Cohabitate, whatever you want to say. Oh my
0: goodness. It,
1: which is not of God, which is not of God. But people get complacent in relationships. Like, oh, you know, we don't, I don't need to get married. I don't need to move forward. That's not what we're saying. We're that's not saying what we're saying You should all. just date for eight years, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12. 20. No. No, that's not what we're no. saying. No. But we're, if you date for more than one, that doesn't mean that you're childish. Especially if you started dating young. If you start dating the woman of God or the man of God you believe is your future spouse at age 21 and you are not married by age 22, that is okay. That is okay. That is completely. And if you do get married the next year, that is okay too.
0: That's fine. That's okay.
1: I think I just, just keeping it real. I think a lot of us just have FOMO at the end of the day Ooh, we got FOMO? we got a relationship fomo a fear of missing out mm. we see our friends are getting engaged yeah our friends are getting married yeah. or let's take it let's take it a step back our friends are in relationships mm. and we're not so we're wondering, when is it gonna be my time like, talking to me, I need to, I you're, need to get in a relationship you're talking now. to me
0: doc you're talking to me. No, you don't need to get in a relationship now. No, no, you don't. Work on yourself. That's what I'm doing right now. Work on yourself. And that's okay. It's okay. I, I'm I'm learning that it's okay to be single. I'm mm. learning that it's okay not to date someone for a certain amount of time and then get married. But again, I because I, I know some people are going to be like, so what are you saying? Did I did I do this to No, we're not saying anything. We're saying for me and Joshua, that's probably you know For me and my. For me and my house. <laughs> I can't we even say my house. We will date until the Lord wakes me up, throws some water on my face, shakes my feet, <laughs> put them by the coal of fire. I'm just joking. That's what Reginald Sharp said about know, opening churches. But um, until like I get the full, now if you get the full memo from the Lord, you know, in a fact that you wake up, he's like, all right, here you go. Um, that's your wife. I need you to make sure you take care of that. I think you should make it clear to them. Yes. Don't just date knowing it's your wife, but not telling them that that's your expectation. But if you do believe that the Lord is calling you to marry this
1: person, and you have had a discussion, intentional discussions about marriage, mm-hmm. I personally, and this is coming from an unmarried man, I don't think you should say to the woman, "I believe that you're my wife," and then just and then just keep it like that. You know, keep now you say. I believe that I am going to marry you. Let's work towards that. So we're, yeah. we're dating intentionally. Mm-hmm. But eventually, every kiss begins with K. You're going to go to Jared. You're going to go to K. Jewelers. Or pawn shop. Pa-
0: ah, I'm not getting my wife. I'm so pa- joking.
1: You're going <laughs> to <laughs> get a ring pop. But eventually, you get down on one knee and you propose. Right. But I think, and this really goes back to. Our conversation on college life when we're talking about transitions and there being a season for everything. Yeah. Some people right now are in a season in which they are transitioning from a life of singleness to a life of courtship. Mm-hmm. And courtship is not a life. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's, it's a, a period. It's a, period. It, it's another it's a transition. season. It's a season. Some people are transitioning from that period of dating or being in a courtship to marriage. And there is an in-between stage called engagement in which you're Mm -hmm. planning the wedding. Now, other people maybe are transitioning out of dating into singleness. Or they've been in singleness and they're not transitioning. Right. But Ecclesiastes 3.11 makes it very clear. God makes everything beautiful in its season, in its time. If you are in a single... If you are in a season, excuse me, of singleness, that is beautiful. If you are in a season of courtship, that is beautiful. If you are in marriage, which is until death, that is beautiful too. So don't neglect the beauty of your own season. Don't neglect the beauty of the time that God has you in right now, because the season that you're in right now is preparing you for the next. Right. If you watched Avengers Endgame and never saw another Marvel movie, It'd still be a dope movie, but you'd be real confused. Because every other movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was leading up to that. To fully appreciate Endgame, you got to see the Captain America movies. You got to see the Iron Man movies. You got to have that background. Every movie is building upon the previous one. If you haven't learned the lessons God needs you to learn in your season of singleness, you're not going to be ready for marriage, let alone courtship. Right. So enjoy. Enjoy that season. Be present. Enjoy every season. There, um, there are several couples that I look up to, bro. But there is no couple that I look up to more than my own parents. Mm. And the most, one of the most profound pieces of relationship advice I ever got from my mom was this. Enjoy every season. My parents were best friends before they were, they were together as a couple. Now, they kind of had a leg up because my grandma on my mom's side and my grandma on my, on my dad's side already knew each other. And they're, they're part of the, the Columbus black church circuit, you know? <laughs> everybody, everybody in black church knows each other. But then they enjoyed their season of dating. Now, they didn't just date aimlessly. They were working towards marriage. But they did not get married after their first year together or their second year together. But now they have been married for going on 23 years. Yeah. Three beautiful children. The firstborn is the most handsome. <clears throat> no shade. Um, but my point is. Uh, I mean, they, are you though? My point is. <laughs> my point is. That's a little bit. They enjoyed every season because the season they had. Mm-hmm. Of being just friends prepared them for dating. Yeah. The season they had of dating prepared them for marriage. And now their marriage is built on a foundation that is lasting. Yeah. So you got to learn to enjoy the seasons God has for you. Because you can't miss what God has for you by being patient. Man.
0: And, you know, so the thing that I think, a piece of advice I would give to anyone is what I learned from KB and his song, Um. I don't know. Is it sideways? Yeah. Sideways. Where he's talking about... um, He did... No, no, no. It was an interview. I'm sorry. Where he did... He was dating for like a couple months. Then he said, yeah, you're my wife. And then he did... Oh, I'm going to just do it. Yeah. Then he did pre-engagement counseling. (laughs) Whoa. Engagement counseling.
1: Which is pre-marital counseling. No,
0: no, no. No, no, no. no. There's pre-engagement. There's engagement. Before you propose... And then, oh. there's in, then there's pre-marital counseling. So
1: pre-engagement is the dating stage. Yes. Like you ain't even bought the ring yet. No. Oh, wow. I he, didn't even know that was a thing.
0: He went, I was sitting there listening. Bro, you went through three phases of counseling? Oh, my goodness. Shout out to my boy, KB. Shout out to KB. He's, he's not even my boy, but he's going to be my boy. He's stronger than me. We'll be uh, friends one day. Yes, Hopefully. He was literally like, yeah, we'll be yeah. we'll be friends in the kingdom. Counseling. No, we'll be counseling. we'll be friends on the other side of glory. So I think if you're gonna do it, get all the counsel you can from your wise counsel. Learn as much as you can and 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 be okay with learning about yourself as you are in these different seasons. If you notice, kind of the theme about all of these episodes is that in each topic you're learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. From pet peeves to college life to Um, what is a relationship? Like you're learning about yourself in each of these phases. Yes. Life is about learning about yourself and doing the best you can to become better. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: It's a race.
0: It's a, yeah. It's
1: a, and I, I run track, bro. And my coach would always tell me this track is a team sport but it's also an individual sport when you run out there you're not just competing with the other racers you're competing against your own self okay if i ran a mile in five minutes and 15 seconds i better get at least 514 well i guess technically at most 514 on this next one because i'm chasing a shadow i'm trying to be better than i was yeah. Paul also calls life a race. He says, Don't you know that in a race everyone runs, but only one gets the prize? So run to win. I think of relationships like this. When you find your spouse, you have found your lifelong running mate. Ooh. But you're not chasing each other. You ever, uh, you ever seen in the movies, like, that Chariots of Fire song is playing, dun, 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 and they're, like, running through a meadow oh, yeah, towards yeah, yeah, each yeah. other? That's not ideal, okay? <laughs> because if I'm chasing my spouse and my spouse is chasing me, eventually we're going to bump heads. We're going to run into each other. And then what? We're running towards a point in the center. No. Rather, in a race... I find my lifelong running mate, and we run side by side together toward the mark of the high calling, toward Jesus, okay? Mm -hmm. So we're running together. But when I find my spouse, I need to already know how to run. Right. Like, if I'm crawling and she's running, bruh. (laughs) we're not gonna make it right but my spouse already knows how to run because she had a season when she was a baby and she learned how to crawl and then she learned how to walk and then she learned how to run and she met jesus and she was already running after jesus and while i'm running after jesus for myself i see her i'm like that's a fine looking running over there we should team
0: up man josh but you need to already know how to run Josh, we might need to do a part three because, yo, I see how Michael Todd is. That's why part 99, bro. Because <laughs> it's like we totally miss out on the part that you got to run with someone who knows Jesus. That way you're not slowing down in your journey to help them learn right. how to
1: walk. That's why we don't do missionary dating. And
0: crawl. Now, no, no,
1: no, no, no. What I'm not saying is you should never, ever try to lead somebody to Jesus. That's countercultural. What I mean is when you get into a relationship, get into a relationship with somebody who already knows Jesus. Because there is this thing called missionary dating. I'm sure you've heard of it. No, I've never
0: heard of it. you never heard of missionary dating?
1: No. You date somebody who ain't saved, and you think that in your relationship you can lead them to the cross. You
0: know why I've never heard of it? Because I've done it. Okay. Gotcha. Ooh. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm, you just, bro, we're in a room with lights right now, and all the lights are just going off because of the shade that I am seeing around me.
0: Ooh. I've yep. done the missionary dating. Then wow. The missionary toxic. Dating. toxic. Toxic. But I'm learning. Yes. And that's why I'm saying relationships are important because they will damage people. They will. Along the way. And man. And so, like. In life, we all have, I don't even know what to say now because I feel guilty. I've done the missionary dating, Josh. It's all right, bro. There's grace. My grace is, his grace is sufficient. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for having for grace. grace.
1: Yes. And, ooh, this, I was going to make this point last, but, bro, I'm looking at the docket. And see, this is why, I'm sure this is why there are so many, there are so many, sermons to the relationship go series because there's just so much to talk on. But man, I need I just really need to say this.
0: Go ahead, Josh. We got time.
1: Three words for you, bro. The Don't three. Wreck me Jesus is enough. Jesus is I enough. I passed out in case okay. y'all were wondering. I passed out. Man, mm-hmm. I really feel like right now I'm talking to a girl who's been a woman Who's been hurt in relationships before because she was told that she wasn't enough. She was too much of one thing and not enough of another. I'm talking to a man right now who was scared to get in a relationship because he was afraid he'd never be enough. Can you stop? Can you stop? Because that's offensive. But Jesus is enough. Here's the thing, man. You aren't enough. You aren't. That's the whole point of grace. Our pastor says... Grace is God doing for you what you can't do for yourself. And he said the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. So if it is in God's will for you to be married, you need grace you need grace and now let's be clear marriage is not for everybody just like college is not for everybody not everybody wants to get married mm-hmm. paul paul was out here he was in the refrigerator but cuz he was big chilling he was living that <laughs> single actually he was not chilling at all he was he was he was getting to, bit it. by snakes Josh. yeah he was getting stoned okay he's getting <laughs> snuck out and into cities through a through a threw a, threw a little basket yo, that, <laughs> that was hard yeah all but right, my back point, to the point yeah the point is you need god's grace to sustain you Okay. Jesus plus you <laughs> equals success. You minus Jesus is zero. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But see, here's the thing: if I'm nothing and Jesus is everything, I, I I still get one. Zero plus one is one. So a lot of people think of of commitment, of marriage, of covenant, of relationships as two halves making a whole. You know the. Genesis 2 says, and for this reason, a man shall leave his house, and unite with his wife, and the two will become one. Oh, so I'm thinking to myself, basic math, if the two become one, that means Adam was a half, and Eve was a half, and then together they made a whole. No, it's, it's a multiplication. One times one equals one. You need Jesus. Jesus completes the relationship. Jesus completes you, not a person. So know that, that Jesus is enough.
0: Man, that's good. So, after we conclude part two of what is a relationship, man, mm, Josh wanted to do something. Josh, tell the people what you wanted to do because it wasn't my idea. It, it wasn't,
1: it wasn't, it was my idea, and I'm, I'm proud of it. You got a celebrity crush, bro?
0: Yes, yes, I do. Oh,
1: you do? do yes, you I do. Now. Yes, I do. Do
0: you now? Okay. I'm scared of where this is going. I also have a celebrity crush.
1: Now, I want to I reference by saying, I, I used to always think celebrity crushes were childish. I have one. But the girl I liked in real life had a celebrity crush. It was actually Chris Evans who plays Captain America. that's part of the reason I hate Captain America. What? So I was like, if she has a celebrity crush, I need to have a celebrity crush. Yeah. And it was China and I don't I don't know if she's safe. You know, I don't know. If me and her are supposed to be together, oh, they
0: gotta be a saved celebrity it's crush. Be, no, my celebrity crush is saved. So I, I need a saves. I, I need a saved. He's sanctified. He's spirit filled. I gotta saved and save an unsaved.
1: Okay, well I, I got. Think, well maybe let's. I think China. You know, I think I'm gonna see China in heaven. But you know, last year, <laughs> last year, in April of 2019, Reach Records signed their first female artist, and she is. She's a blessing. Let me tell you that. She's a blessing. and I, you I'm know? so
0: stuck on whether or not this falls into the lusting category. It's not lust. Oh, it's <laughs> her music. What? It's, it's, it's listening, bro.
1: It's listening. Okay. And you know, I, I just really feel like the Lord is, is leading me to her.
0: I just feel like. One day. What's good? You might get in trouble for saying these statements.
1: <laughs>
0: Please don't sue me, Reachberg.
1: Please don't sue me.
0: Okay, go so ahead. Go my ahead.
1: idea is we should write or we should give an ode to our celebrity crushes. Let's send them a message.
0: This is going to be so awkward. This is
1: going to be great. This is one of the best ideas I've ever had. No, it's not. I, it's one of the best ideas I've ever Socks
0: had. Socks and sandals was an amazing idea. This what, what, one what? Not. Socks
1: with sandals, bring it back. Oh, God. Nope. This is great. Oh, God. So, who's your celebrity crush, bro?
0: I don't even want to say. I feel like I might get a defamation suit. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Give it. Uh, Saved and unsaved? Or does it matter? It don't matter, bro. Okay. Uh, my crush that has been for ages, and if you are a good friend of mine, you know who oh, it is. Oh, I know is. who it is. Who is it? Zendaya. Yes, I love Zendaya. She is my celebrity crush, and... um, And... She could be safe. She could be, but this next one is safe, and I've always wanted to meet her in person. Oh, I know who this is, too.
1: Who is it? Is it Jaqueline Carr? No. Oh,
0: (laughs) awkward. That is so awkward. Now I feel like I don't like Jaqueline. (laughs) I love Jaqueline.
1: My bad, my bad. I thought it was Jaqueline.
0: I love her prophetic prayer on everything attached to me wins the album. No, it's Aja, Aja Walls. Oh, yes. She's in a relationship. Dang. Hey, bro. Can't I think Wanda's in a relationship
1: too. But remember, remember, bro. We didn't even talk about this, man. Maybe, maybe the, someday we'll have another episode because there's just so much that we didn't talk about. Yeah. We didn't even talk about how you handle a breakup. We didn't. Even, uh, we didn't. I mean, we did talk about love, but we could have talked more about love. We didn't talk about commitment issues. Men having commitment issues. But I'm not you, the one
0: with commitment issues.
1: Oh, are you are you shading me? Are you saying I have commitment issues? <laughs> Continue. But you know. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to give. I want to give this shout out to Wande. You got. You got a shout out for Zendaya. Oh my goodness. I.
0: I guess so. I will think of it as you are giving yours in these next fifty seconds. All right. Here we go. You have exactly fifty seconds, Josh. Wande, Wandeezy,
1: as I like to call you, my sister in Christ. This is your number one fan speaking. Soon to be your best friend, Joshua Mitchell.
0: I'm going to send this to her.
1: And wherever God takes us from there is up to him. I just want to remind you of your worth one day. Cause you got worth like cash, not a dime, but a warehouse full of stacks. And these bands gonna last just like our relationship. We can go <clears throat> no further until we seek God. And I just want you to know, I have been up thinking about us, you know? It's what? <laughs> it's no big deal. If you want to take things slow, because I'm not in a rush. Jesus Christ. But as Sho Baraka once said, we can be more. Your time is out. I had more to say. But even if you don't choose me, I just want you to be happy. You don't need to try to be any type of woman for me, because I just want you to be yourself. (laughs) I'm so good. When I wake up from my sleep and ask myself who I want to be, one day I realize I want to be your man's. So, if you're down to step out on faith and give a brother a chance, hit me up at jmusic116 because I'm unashamed of that.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Wasn't that good?
0: No, it was terrible. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was so... Uh, I am worried about your safety.
1: Look, you're going to have days- some awkward... If one day's man's comes for me, that's okay. My name is Joshua. I tear walls down. Okay, I'm a I'm a fighter.
0: No, don't
1: try Jesus.
0: Don't try me. No, no, no. Because I fight. Okay, um, <laughs> this was scarring. Josh, oh, um, an ode to Zendaya. Um, hey Zendaya, I think you're an amazing actress. Um, I think that you are also a very beautiful person. Um, you know, Josh, I'm not, that's just weird. What you did. You <laughs> yeah, you're entire, taking up your own time. You're, you're supposed to be made an entire silhouette off of someone you've never met
1: yet. Oh Ooh. See how that rhymes. One day I'm a rapper. You're a rapper. We can make this work.
0: Josh. Okay. I'm not going to put you out there cause I'm not, but I, I just, <clears throat> no, no, I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, Zendaya. Um, you're cool and amazing. I'd love to meet you one day. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just caught off guard by how weird Joshua's presentation was to Wande. If you're listening and you're also weirded out, just admit that. But if you if you want to help Josh have a chance with Z um with Wande, you should share this to Wande.
1: Oh yeah, I will. You know, Josh, one, one day and I that we have so much in common. I feel like she just knows.
0: She doesn't know you exist, she,
1: but she does. You just don't know it. See, no. I believe. I believe. That's another thing we didn't talk about. It's important that you have somebody who believes. No, in you. no. She. Believes you need to want it. to be truthful. She's gonna be truthful. She keeps it real, bro. She said. She said. Only dudes that I mess with are
0: saved ones. I'm saved. I. I am the man. the The most irritating part is that she used her lyrics in the old bro that's because i know her that's because you know her you music
1: i'm a fan i'm her number one fan
0: okay and you um, need somebody in a relationship who's going to cheer gosh. for give you give the word of the day because i'm just baffled right now that you did this give the word of the day
1: <laughs> uh today's word of the day is inexorable uh-huh inexorable means unyielding unchanging, unalterable. I chose this word in contrast to vicissitude, which was the word of the day for episode three on transitions, specifically transitions in the college life, because though your life may change and your relationships may change, God has for you relationships that are meant to last. The person you call your best friend may change, The person that you call your boyfriend or girlfriend may change, but the person that you call your heavenly father will not change. And I pray that God blesses you with relationships that are inexorable, unyielding, unalterable, unchanging. Though the dynamic may change, they last, they're steadfast. So shout out to all your friends who you met in kindergarten and still talk to, or your friends from childhood that are now your brother or sister. Thank God for all the Inexorable relationships you have in your life.
0: Okay, give me, um, give me that word again.
1: Inexorable. It's time for Elijah's churchy
0: sermon. All right, um, you know today I'm gonna fly down to, um, Houston, Texas, with the pastor Joel Osteen. amen. And we're gonna have a talk about what's the name of the word? Inexorable. Inexorable. Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord God, He just wants you to be in a relationship that's inexorable you know that's just consistent unchanging you know there's a story I'm reminded of and it's about this rock and this rock just wouldn't move you got a boulder that just wouldn't move so I went outside in my backyard and I went and grabbed me a hammer and I started pounding and pounding and pounding and that rock just wouldn't break that rock just wouldn't move. So I went out and I got another pound. I started pounding again, just went pound to pound, the pound, the pound, the pound. And guess what? That rock wouldn't move. Yeah. That's how your relationship should be. It shouldn't move. Unmovable, steadfast, unmovable. You know, that's how Jesus is. Amen. Steadfast and unmovable. Not going to change. The Bible says, I am the Lord thy God and I change not Hey, come on now. I think that's Malachi three. So, you know, just get your relationship with the Lord. I said with the Lord, Mm -hmm. come on, say it again. You know what? You know what? I'm going to bring up Bishop Raymond to finish this out. The Bible says (laughs) to get yourself uh a relationship with God. That does not change. Bishop Raymond. Do you have to talk like that? Why, yes, I do. Talking to himself. So All right, Bishop Raymond. Just finish up the sermon for me. I'd appreciate it. You gotta get yourself a relationship with God. Uh-huh. And you've got to, hallelujah! You've got to have a steadfast, unmovable relationship. Give me the word one more time
1: Inexorable
0: Inexorable (laughs) Inexorable Inexorable Inexodus. It's inexorable Hallelujah Yes You gotta know There are some people who think they are a pharaoh Hey bishop You might wanna you know tone it down I can't turn it down when I think of the goodness of Jesus It's inexorable Alright, that's Bishop Raymond. My name is Pastor Joe, and um, this has been your sermon of the day, based on your word of the day. Alright, Josh, we're gonna head back to you. God bless you. Wow. Alright. Well,
1: that was the church year of the two of us, Elijah. <laughs> Bruh, the <laughs> fact that you were talking to yourself, that's weirder than me talking to Wanda. I mean, Wandeezy. No,
0: know, it's that's not. Because I, I know that other person. It's me.
1: Wow. Well, I know myself. And I know that uh, me and my girl, Wanda, we're, we're meant to be. We're meant to be. But on a serious tip, y'all, just, just keeping it real with you, I'm looking at our docket right now, and there's still so much we didn't talk on. But what we did touch on, be reminded of. Be reminded of the importance of sexual purity. Do not compromise your purity for anyone else. Ladies, know that you are worth it. Know that you are worth pursuing. You don't need to chase down a man. That's something we didn't get to touch on. Be reminded of the power and the importance of God's love for you. And understand that. And out of your love for God, you can love others, including others in romantic relationships. As always, remember, a conversation begins and ends
0: with an open ear.
1: Until next time.
0: I'm Elijah. And I'm Josh. And this has been The Conversation. With Josh and Elijah. All right, see y'all next time. Peace.